Welcome to the Blue Roads Changemaker Podcast. I'm Patty Talbot, CEO and co-founder of Blue Roads Education Group. In this series, you'll hear reflections about what it means to be a homegrown changemaker. We focus interviews around the Blue Roads mantra, homegrown solutions for a patchwork world. Our guests are amazing changemakers, solutionaries, and social innovators who've taken the path from local citizen to global changemaker and or from global citizen to local changemaker by working to change the system that creates the world's most challenging issues close to home and around the globe. I ask participants to tell us about their origins, how they've engaged with others different from themselves, how they work to create solutions, and how they've used these experiences to make the leap to changemakers addressing the UN Sustainable Development Goals. As their host, I try hard to take myself out of the conversation as much as possible so you won't notice the typical back and forth of the interview process. I hope this will help you to hear their stories as a complete narrative that addresses all four quadrants of the Blue Roads Changemaker Journey, Homegrown Solutions for a Patchwork World. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited today to have with me my new friend, Jackie McLean. And Jackie and I met through a course that we were taking together with J.B. Crumb called The Conscious Millionaire. And we got to be great friends and colleagues in learning in that environment. So I have been so impressed with what I've learned about Jackie and her change-making work in the world. So she's going to tell you that story today. But first, I just want to say welcome, Jackie. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here, Patty. I'm so excited to be here and really happy to share. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad. So thank you. Thank you so very much. So as I told you, I like to use our framing homegrown solutions for a patchwork world to tell these amazing stories about the lives of change makers and the kinds of things that people like you are doing to make the world a better place. So if you would just start by introducing yourself and telling us about homegrown you. Where were you grown? Who are your people? And how does that make a difference in your life today as a change maker? Thank you, Patty, for the opportunity. I now live in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. But I was homegrown in a very abusive environment in Mumbai, in India, many, many moons ago, many decades ago. It was a very abusive environment. My father was an alcoholic and in his drunken state, I was beaten practically every single day. Unfortunately, my brother followed in his footsteps and he died when he was only 36. That's all I knew growing up. I was a very, uh, very happy child, always going out to play and always hungry. <laughs> so coming home, I would always say to my mom, I'm hungry. And I remember several times because we were, we were poor and there was nothing my mom could provide because she was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, she would say, eat me in her frustration. So that's all I remember. And it was confusing. I'm hungry, <laughs> just want to eat. I haven't done anything. Why am I being beaten? We were made to kneel down. It's like kneel down, no, no dinner, and a beating. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so that's what I grew up in. 
I left home when I was 19. My way of leaving home was getting married. So I got married at 19. And looking back, Patty, what I see now, it was jumping from the frying pan into the fire. And with the work that I do, I realized that it was my thoughts, my negative thoughts, my unsupportive thoughts, these dense energies of fear and anger that precipitate the situation and bring you more of that. Goodness me, if we knew that, I would have stopped, right? I would have stopped. And it turns out that my first husband, he was an alcoholic as well. No surprise there, now that I know why. <laughs> and no, no blame on him and no blame on me, right? He was an alcoholic, he was a gambler. And so my first child was born when I was 20, a year later. And we moved to Dubai, I guess, uh, a year later, uh, a year after that. So when I was 21, moved to Dubai and my second child was born. And a few years into it, when I was 23, my husband, my first husband, he went out and never came back, got a heart attack. And so I was, I found myself a widow at age 22 with two toddlers in tow, my older who was now two years and nine months and the, the younger daughter who was 10 months. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'll be ever in that place when we say, why me? Why me? So I guess I did a lot of why me and confusion and I'm so unlucky and why is that all happening to me? Long story short, I was in Dubai at the time and because the children, the toddlers, I mean, they were so young, I wasn't working. Now my husband's dead. <laughs> There's no money. So I had to take my uh, children. I took my children back to India and uh, they were with my in-laws for about three or four years and they looked after them beautifully. They were very kind, loving people and they still are to this day. So I went back to Dubai and worked. And about six or seven years later, I met my second husband. And uh, I have two, two sons with him. So I have four kids. So in fact, three of my four kids were born in Dubai. So I have beautiful memories of Dubai. And so fast forward, I guess on some level, with the work that I do now and what I know and what I've learned, what I've been trained in, these negative, dense energies, if they are not cleared, Patty, they, they continue to live in our, live within us. They are in ourselves. And we operate from what we know. We operate from our beliefs. So although I worked really hard, I was obviously operating from those negative beliefs. We did well for a while and uh, then moved to Canada about 27 years ago and worked very hard. And about 19 years ago, my second husband left me for a beautiful Russian woman half my age. And there I go again. Oh my goodness. And what I did mention, Patty, is that growing up in India, I grew up Catholic. So I was a very staunch Catholic. 
trail or go to church every Sunday. Uh, it continued in Dubai. It continued in Canada, taking the kids. In fact, my younger kids, like all of my four kids, were sent to a Catholic school. And here I am. I truly couldn't understand why. Because from my perspective, I worked very hard. I did the best I could for the kids. And when he left, fortunately, I'm very healthy. So I didn't have to go to a doctor, you know, for my, perhaps my state of depression or whatever it was at the time. So I started researching, you know, researching help for, help for stress and anxiety, because that's all I knew. And I had no friends. And that's when I found hypnosis. I didn't know what it was, but I had a sense that it had to do with the mind. So I continued my research and I had a printing business at the time. And we had bought the printing business in the hope that Kevin, my ex, would come, move to Canada and we would, you know, we would have that family life together, which didn't happen, obviously. So I used to network a lot for my printing business. And one day on a member's table, lo and behold, there was a brochure for a hypnotherapy school. Like what are the chances of that happening? You know, <laughs> don't we say, how, how often do we hear this? The universe works in mysterious ways. I didn't even know what hypnosis or hypnotherapy, and there's a brochure for the school. So long story short, I did that training part-time over a 10-month period because I had the printing business and the kids to look after. And at the end of that, clients would come and they would quit smoking in a single session. One young woman came twice and got her dream job. And, and in fact, looking back, I remember my self-esteem had plummeted so much, so low that, you know, sometimes I would hope Clients wouldn't show up because it's like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Like, why me? So that continued. And when I started seeing these results of people just making change like this, not knowing what I was saying or doing, I did the training again. And I haven't looked back. I sold my printing business. And I've been doing this now for 16 years. And working with people, working with kids, helping people in all areas, you know, whether it's depression or weight loss, whatever. I work very hard. I give a lot to the community. I had started my own feeding the homeless project. Volunteers would come to my house. We would make over 1,500 sandwiches once a month and go downtown Vancouver, where the homeless were there. And like I did so much. And I was a Rotarian for several years. So for the past two and a half years, I've been speaking at Rotary clubs, sharing how the simple tool hypnosis can change lives. And not only change lives, but can do it quickly, just like quickly. A large majority of my clients quit their addictions in one session, either the first or second session. And then the other sessions that we have, the subsequent sessions are all about repetition and reinforcement. Why? Because now this is a new habit. And like all new habits, they have to be reinforced. 
you know, I wake up in the morning, I come to the kitchen, I light up a cigarette. That's my old habit. Now, after hypnosis, I wake up, I come to the kitchen, I'm drinking a tall glass of water. This is my new habit. But it's got to be reinforced. So I have to do it every day. If not, there's a tendency to go back to same old, same old. And I don't allow this to happen to my clients. My commitment to them is to help them move forward, to see transformation, to experience transformation. When COVID hit, in fact, it was May of last year, 2020, I received an, I had spoken at a Rotary Club. I was doing a lot of it and I received an email from a lawyer. And his first question to me, Patty, was, is this going to be confidential? When I reassured him, we got on the phone and he was my ideal client. This conversation was all of six or seven minutes. He said, it's alcohol. He opted for my 30-day program. He, he transferred me the money. He quit his alcohol habit in the first session. He stopped biting his nails in that first session. And I was like, oh my goodness. Because prior to that, he told me that he, he was a young guy. He was a partner in the law firm. And uh, I believe it was a family business. So there was, you know, when it's a family business this, and being a lawyer, there's a lot to lose. There's, you know, I can't afford to be found out. So that was, you know, very crucial that it, it was, it'd be confidential, it'd be discreet, and that's my work anyway. And uh, he had two or three young children, so screaming at the kids, angry with the wife, fighting, drinking, angry. Right? That was the scenario. Now, just happy and free, happy and free. And as a result of that, you know, what's the ripple effect? Like, what's the ripple effect when I am happy and free on my kids, my wife, my employers, my employees, and their families? So with that, that was such a huge aha. You know, working with this lawyer confirmed for me that this is the way I should go uh, to help business owners, entrepreneurs who are excellent at what they do. They are in this high-powered environments. They have a lot of stress because they have a lot of responsibility. And when I help them get completely free, and completely free for me means that they have choice. This is really in the big scheme of things, not about the drugs or the alcohol or anything that we do. It's I have choice. And most of us don't have choice. It's like, you have to do this. You know, we don't have choice in, uh, in everything. When we look around, right? You look around and you don't have choice. You don't have your, your freedom of speech. So imagine having choice for your own self in the things that you do. You know, because of their high-powered positions that they are in, they can't afford to be seen at A's, rehabs you know, NAs, like they have so much to lose, right? Uh, the shame that goes around it. They have everything to lose, you know, their business, their career, their spouse, the kids, the house, the, and in some cases, maybe even their life. And not many people know 
that hypnosis is another avenue to make change and to make change quickly. Like, like he quit in the first session. I'm really grateful that we live in an environment that I can do this work anywhere, over Zoom, over the phone. So these two women that I worked with in Australia, one was a psychotherapist. So she had a lot of shame around it. She was drinking a lot. She had put on a lot of weight. And the shame was that she was helping other people and she couldn't help herself. And then there was another woman. And I smile when I think of this other woman because she used to work late, come home at one or two o'clock in the morning with the type of work that she did. And when she came home, her partner would say, can I pour you a glass of wine? So that was the environment where they were, you know, supporting each other to go downhill. And after we started working together, she said she came home at one or two o'clock in the morning one day. There was a bottle of, bottle of wine on the kitchen table and she just walked past. It didn't face her. And that's what this lawyer said to me as well. His, his wife is a professional as well. He told me, my wife is a professional. She drinks a couple of glasses of wine every day and it doesn't face me. He says, I have a fridge full of beer. It doesn't face me. That's empowerment. That's not about quitting alcohol. That's empowerment. So imagine us empowering ourselves to make change. and. What would our life be like when we are free? You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, when is it going to be four o'clock so I buy that bottle? These kids are annoying me. Or, oh my gosh, my wife's drinking. I, I, I have just cravings too. None of that. And then we get to be role models. That's the other thing, right? He now is a role model for his young kids. I'm from India, so I was very, very conscious about my accent. And on one occasion specifically, I remember one woman on the phone saying, oh, I can't understand your accent, so I don't want to work with him. There was a friend or a so-called friend who once said to me that, you know, you don't pronounce certain words and it's not very professional that you don't pronounce these words. So that kept me from, you know, doing these hypnosis audios, which I now have. I have about 14 on my website. But for the longest time, it kept me from doing that and helping people because I used to also teach through continuing education. And I remember several people saying, do you have a hypnosis audio that we can listen to? And I didn't do it at that time, because I was so conscious about my accent that I thought looked as, as a failing or whatever you want to call it. And some people, you know, we think of addictions as just substance or food or things like that or gambling. Right. But there are so many addictions, like some people are addicted to negative thoughts. Right? Some people are just, they wake up in the morning and they complain and their mindset, their mindset is just negative over and over again. Jackie, what would you say to people that might not understand the concept of hypnosis and hypnotherapy and might be resistant because it sounds 
like something they're unfamiliar with? What what would you tell people they need to know if they were to contact you or some other hypnotherapist that might tell them about the process so they would feel confident coming in? So one of the things I love hypnosis is because it's very natural. When I work with someone, I'm having communication with their subconscious mind. And I like to explain the subconscious mind as in not something out there, but more our inner guidance, our inner wisdom. Right? Now, as we are speaking, really communicating with each other's analytical mind. So just as an example, you know, if I was a smoker and we are best friends, right? And Patty says to Jackie, Patty, you say to me, hey, Jackie, I've known you for so many years. Don't you think it's time to quit smoking? You know, it costs so much and it's not good for health and, you know, people are dying and all of those things. And because we are good friends, I say to you, yes, Patty, you know, I'm going to quit. But then there's an internal part of me that says, go to hell, Patty. (laughs) You don't know what I'm going through. You know, you don't know the stresses that I have to, I have to go through. So there's a, that analytical part of me that wants to quit, but there's an internal subconscious part of it that is fearful or resistance because I don't have any other coping mechanism. That's number one. So when someone comes to me to make change, The first thing is to put them in a deep, relaxed state of mind, right? It's just through simple processes, just just relaxing the mind, relaxing the body. Just like you would go for a a massage, you know, you, you know, step by step, you feel relaxed, except nobody's touching your physical body, obviously. Now, what happens during that relaxed state of mind, our analytical mind, what I like lovingly (laughs) to call a monkey mind, is put in abeyance, opening up our subconscious mind to accept all of the positive suggestions that I give, right? So again, this is our subconscious mind. This is our analytical mind, our conscious mind, which is also the gatekeeper. It doesn't allow anything to penetrate into a subconscious mind unless it is within our belief system. But during a hypnotherapy session, once I take my clients in that deep, relaxed state of mind, step by step, this slowly by surely in the next, in the maybe few minutes, this analytical mind, monkey mind, is put in abeyance, opening up our subconscious mind to accept all the suggestions. And that is why People who have smoked for 40 and 45 years can quit smoking in a single session, right? Because their monkey mind is not there to resist any longer. Having said that, once, and the way it works, Patty, is once our subconscious accepts a suggestion, it has no alternative but to act on it. And acting upon it means making the shift, making the change. That means I go in as a smoker and I come out as a non-smoker. Having said that, these new changes have to be repeated and reinforced. 
that's why I teach my clients simple techniques, you know, that they can practice every day for two or three minutes a day. What you're really doing is reinforcing it. What's happening now is, oh, if I have a craving, oh, okay, I'll drink a glass of water. I will, I'll take in a deep breath. I'll be present. I'll be present. Like when I'm present, it's like, oh, I have craving. But I'm, I don't smoke anymore. Oh, interesting. Have another glass of water. Right? That's, that's really the process. Does it answer your question, Patty? Yes, it does. And thank you. I think that uh, for especially for people that are unfamiliar with the process, that is just yeah. a beautiful, simple explanation mm -hmm. of something that's so powerful. But like you said, so natural. And yeah. I think that's reinforcing to people who, who have not been exposed or may have seen yeah. circus shows or, something, or things like yeah. that, that, exactly. are, that are just yeah. uh, really not helpful to the profession of hypnotherapy. Yeah, and having said that, although change can happen quickly, the one key component that's very important for change is someone has got to be motivated. It cannot be because somebody's spouse is chasing them to do it, or their boss says, you either quit or you're fired, right? Like I get people call me and say, they are they're ordered by court to make the change because they have been abusive to a spouse or whatever. Now, these people, they're not really committed to making the change for the sake of making change. They're doing it because they're forced to, if not, they're going to be behind bars. So that's the difference. Am I truly motivated? And motivated doesn't mean I have to understand the process. They may not know what hypnosis is about, but on some level, they have to say to themselves, you know, enough is enough. Just like I said to myself many, many years ago, you know, enough is enough as in, I spoke to the universe, enough of this crap, it's got to stop. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know anything about hypnosis. I was a very staunch Catholic and hypnosis is such a far cry from being a Catholic. And yet, because I, cried out on some level, the universe provided me with this opportunity, which also means I could have said no. Nobody forced me to go. One doesn't need to know about the process. I mean, they can always ask a hypnotherapist, you know, what is it about? Get some more clarification, obviously. When somebody goes for surgery, they don't need to know the details of what the surgeon is going to do. But on some level, they must want to say to themselves, you know, I've led an unhealthy life. Moving forward, I want to be healthy. So that's the difference between motivation to make change for moving forward. So if people reading about you and listening to this conversation with you would like to get in touch with you, what would you like to tell them about the best way to reach out to you, Jackie, to seek out your help with whatever it is that's plaguing them? They can reach me through Facebook or LinkedIn or through my website, www.thepowerwithin.ca. And so that's www.thepowerwithin.ca. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you and ask any questions that you may have. This is about a conversation. And it's a conversation to find out whether hypnosis is for you. 
need not necessarily be for you. I can give you some simple tips that can just push you and take you past whatever's bothering you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being with me today. I'm excited about the work and grateful for the work that you're doing in the world Thank to you. make things better by breaking, breaking negative cycles that, that plague every human I know, including myself. <laughs> Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Blue Roads Changemaker podcast. We hope you'll follow our work and learn more about how you can get involved and start your own changemaker journey at www.blueroadseducation.org. We'd love it if you could subscribe to the Blue Roads Changemaker podcast and give us a rating on iTunes so that others can find us too. This also helps to elevate the voices of the amazing changemakers you're learning about in our series.